Hello, everyone. Welcome to the IPA Board of Pharmacy What, Why, and How podcast, where we talk about what action the board took today, why they took this action, and how this affects your practice. I am Casey Fisak from IPA. I've got Sue Mears here. Thanks for joining us, Sue. Certainly. So definitely a full agenda again. I say that every time, but some uh, definitely some noteworthy actions taken by the board today. Sue, so what do you say we just jump right into some of the adopted rules that the, uh, that the board uh, looked at today, especially the first one I think it's of note to a lot of pharmacists, and that's uh, looking at the changes to e-prescribing and implementing the legislation that was passed two years ago now. So I don't know if you want to talk about those changes. Sure, yeah. So the board today, they um, voted to adopt the rulemaking that implements the mandate to electronic prescribing that is effective January 1, 2020. Uh, So the rulemaking that will be filed um, as adopted, um, it identifies the prescriptions that are exempt from being transmitted electronically, such as for patients in nursing home, long-term care, correctional facilities, prescriptions from a veterinarian. Um, So the rulemaking has the specific list of all those specific situations that are exempted, Uh, but then the, the rulemaking also includes information about Um, entities that can seek a petition for exemption to uh, the mandate. Um, So that um, will be coming soon on the board's website um, for that uh, application for that exemption petition. Um, And then the board, I think, is just really concerned with people, with pharmacists understanding um, that the pharmacist is not going to be expected to be policing that. So pharmacists can still receive a hard copy prescription, a fax prescription, a phone-in prescription, and it's not going to be uh, required of the pharmacist to be verifying that the prescriber has an exemption. Um, you know, they're certainly welcome to check if they, if they want to do that, and they can certainly um, file um, or submit, um, uh, I don't know if complaint is necessarily yeah. the right word, yeah. but, you know, to file a concern with the prescriber's licensing board if they feel like somebody is, um, you know, specifically averting the law, but it certainly is not the expectation that they are required to do that. Um, and we'll, we'll try to get some information out for pharmacists to, to give you some information if you want to um, validate that information, but it's certainly um, not required of the pharmacist. You need to take care of the patient, so if you have a prescription, um, you do not have to wait to fill that prescription. Um, you can go ahead and fill that without verifying that there is an exemption on file. The uh, compliance will come from other, <laughs> other ways. So. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Thanks, Sue. And that was really a lot of the discussion from the board today was pharmacists by nature, I think, want to verify that then once these rules go through. But really, you know, the intent is not to interfere with workflow. So if you receive a hard copy prescription, go ahead and fill it and know that that doesn't fall back on you to ensure that 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 prescriber was in compliance. So I am sure there will be plenty more put out both by IPA and the board here before this rule goes into effect. But just keep that in mind. And then also keep on the lookout. If you do think you'll fall possibly within the realms of an exemption, there, there will be a petition coming forth. So that's one thing to keep note of. Moving on down the line, another uh, rulemaking that related directly to legislation passed two years ago, so these sagas are coming to an end, I guess you could say, Sue. Um, But that is the adoption of filing for amendments to Chapter 39, kind of relating to our statewide protocol legislation that came through. So I don't know if you want to talk about sort of the unique situation that happened with this rulemaking. Yeah, this one's been uh, a labor of love for sure. It's been a (laughs) a lot of um, issues. Um, So... 
the rulemaking that the board had originally was um, you know to implement the legislative action to authorize statewide protocols um, and so the language had authorized the pharmacist to prescribe and dispense certain products under statewide protocol and, and individuals took issue with the the word prescribe as it associates um, with pharmacists so we were directed to change that language to say order instead of prescribe so we did did uh, separately take emergency rulemaking action to get that changed immediately um, but then this um, the board also took um, additional rulemaking action to add language to clarify that um, such an order under a statewide protocol would constitute a prescription and you know the whole goal of that was to uh, make sure that those orders or prescriptions are um, can be paid for by the third party yeah. so that the third party can't um, reject that claim simply because um, it's not a prescription. So the added language that the board um, voted to adopt today would say that the order under a statewide protocol would constitute a prescription. Yeah, just as Sue mentioned, I think um, really trying to ensure that the billing process can go as smoothly as possible for those prescriptions. I know when ARC did raise some objections with the word prescribe, which which happens both at the legislature, you know, outside of it, it, it always becomes an issue. But uh, really, I think what the board wanted to do is just, just as Sue said, clarify that these still constitute a, a prescription and then ensure that there's no, um, I guess, unnecessary objections from a potential um, billing aspect. So, no, that's good to see. I won't, Sue, I won't make you run through the full list mm -hmm. of the next rulemaking, but essentially it was just a five-year review of the licensing chapters, I guess you could say, and uh, we can leave it at that. And yeah. if, if, you, if anyone out there wants to take a look, mostly it's just clean up. Uh, that's pretty much it. But Sue uh, did a fantastic job walking through that today at the meeting, and it was quite, quite the feat to, to witness. That's a mouthful. I think the next one, though, on the list that is interesting would be the adoption of filing related to Chapter 31. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about what that means for sure. um, just relating to student debt. Yeah, certainly. So during the legislative session um, this year, the legislature enacted Senate File 304, and what that bill does is it prohibits any licensing agency from taking disciplinary action um, against a licensee or reg registrant simply because they're in default of a student loan. Um, so what this rulemaking does is it completely rescinds Chapter 31 that dealt with student loan default and non-compliance with an agreement for payment of obligation. Um, and then we also amend changes or make changes in Chapter 31 for discipline, 36, sorry, for discipline um, that removes um, the language relating to discipline for non-payment of a student debt and then specifically adds a rule that says that the board cannot take action. Um, and, and to my knowledge, the board never has, yeah. um, but this, this implements what the uh, legislature enacted. Yeah, seems like a common sense proposal yeah. that you wouldn't necessarily want to remove the ability of uh, a person to go get back on their feet. Right. So that, that makes perfect sense. Outside of the adoption of rules today, I know there was some discussion relating to USP 800 again and sort of the process that that has gone through. So um, I know the board, um, well, that would have been last meeting, looked at the implementation for USP 800 and decided, as opposed to delaying 18 months again, what, what you guys would do is seek sort of a, um, I guess you could call it a waiver process or... Uh, yeah, 
petition for delayed compliance, <laughs> approval for de delayed compliance. So today the board, um, in the previous meetings, the board had assigned a subcommittee to tackle this project so that the full board um, does not get hit with this at the end of the year when they're already going to have all the electronic prescribing um, waivers to consider. So the subcommittee then created an application for um, a delayed compliance and so the board took a look at that today, and um, hopefully then that will be getting posted on the board's website here in the next week or two so that pharmacies who may be in that window where they feel they won't be compliant by December 1 um, can seek delayed compliance. So you're thinking fairly soon that might be yeah, up and available? I would think so. Okay. So that's that's another thing to be out on the lookout for. Sue, I know there's also some strategic planning coming up for the board, July 31st, I believe. I believe that is correct. And is that open to the public? I believe it is. So if, if you're all interested in the process of how the board goes about uh, setting their strategic plan and vision moving forward, we'd highly encourage you to check that out. Um, Sue, anything else you want to touch on today? I, I know we're... Uh, I guess maybe I'd just quick talk about the um, proposed notice of intended action for chapter two. Um, also during this legislative session, House File 731 was enacted that makes some changes to mandatory reporter training requirements. So if, if anyone out there um, qualifies as a mandatory reporter, be on the lookout for those changes um, to rules and the training will be um, training is slightly different. You can't have a combined program anymore, and they have changes to the requirements for the number of hours, etc. So, if that's if anyone out there listening is considered a mandatory reporter, you want to be on the lookout for that. Notice. That was changes to chapter two. Correct. You said okay, so that will be open for public comment here, but definitely good to get on the radar right away. Um, well, thank you, Sue. Pleasure again talking with you today, and good luck with the rest of the meeting. I think next board meeting is uh, September, I believe. I believe that is correct. 9, 10, or 10, 11, somewhere in somewhere there. In there but half of we'll keep you up to date on that, and I want to thank all of you for joining us today and hope you learned a little bit of something. And uh, glad you uh, tagged along for the Board of Pharmacy What, Why, and How podcast. Thanks. <laughs>